Hi there. Welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. My name is Michelle. And my name is Lauren, and we are your hosts. Hey, host. Hey, host. <laughs> this is our version of a radio talk show, and every week you can join us for a sisterly chat where we talk about literally everything. We're going to tackle current events, what's going on in the world around us. We'll share some personal insight and stories, and of course, share random bits of things we think you should know along with whatever else sisters talk about. There's a lot. So if you're into easy listening, lots of laughing and some inspiration sprinkled throughout, we are going to be fast, weird internet friends. Welcome. Well, hi there and hello. Welcome to Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I'm your host, Lauren Massarella, being joined by my co-host and yep. giggle fit, yep. Michelle Anderson. And brain <laughs> flatlining at this point. It's the part of the day where it's just... We're, yeah, we've been recording all day. Michelle's yeah, done. And that I literally have a expiration date. We laughed so hard in this so episode, hard. depending on if she's going to edit that in or out. Um, Probably. You know, cry laughing. Cry laughing. And it's a far <laughs> cry from where we start cry crying. And now we cry. We ended cry laughing. And it was really well worth Michelle, the heartache and pain on my end. Michelle said she's going to go get a lobotomy and come back, <laughs> and come back when she's healed. <laughs> Oh boy! Okay, hey, you so know what? Prepared. I did the best I could. You did, that, and that all. Four, I'm good four with agreements. It. Fourth agreement. That's all you can do. That's the what best I'm doing. You can. Hey, I live by it now. Oh, I like that. It's like an easy excuse. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I did listen, my best. You don't like it? Well, at least I'm good with it. I, I did, did the my best. best. I can. Mm-hmm. So Michelle and I decided to do a little bit of a Debbie Downer episode, <laughs> and then we 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 ended on a high note. We're talking about what happens to our don when we donate clothes. You, me, mom, dad, Sue. What happens when you donate clothes? Where do they go? most likely a landfill yeah. but there's details there that you need to know about so we started there and then we ended on a high note with a little bit about japanese minimalism and how it compares and how it's similar to huga lovely little lifestyle obsessed obsessed I totally mean, connect no, I'm, I'm, I now i'm going wabi-sabi I'm, now i'm kind of about huga i'm not gonna totally discount huga but i'm not gonna also deny the fact that i might have already been dipping my toe into that lifestyle. in the wabi-sabi yeah all right you'll learn more about donated clothes and wabi-sabi tune in it's such an important message so keep rolling through but before we leave you we need to send out a an attention news news read all about it we are taking a two-week hiatus. This is part of our seasonal shift, if you will. Mm, it's like in a creative brain break for Michelle because she needs it. We all need a break. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't yes. wait. So here's the deal. What's going on? Our website, thesisterprojectblog.com, is getting the most beautiful, like, holistic facelift ever. Little updates. Full-on cosmetic it's gonna be surgery. Gorge. It's going to be so beautiful. So we want to come into this next seasonal shift with a bang. So we will have that. We're looking for a couple ways to personalize a little reach out to some of our anchor.com supporters. Because you know what? You support us. We so appreciate it. We want to give back. So in this two-week time, we're going to be working on that as well. Now, what can you do while we're on our hiatus? You can tune catch in. Catch up. Yeah, catch up. Catch up on the ones what, you haven't listened what to. What haven't you listened to yet? And now, speaking of Anchor.com, we want to give Audrey K a gigantic round of applause. Audrey. Audrey, how thank thoughtful. you. So how thoughtful, how generous. Thank you for supporting our small women-owned business. Again, 
when people support our business, it allows for us to create more time to create more content. Like our hope, honestly, is mm. to one day do this every every I, single day. every day. But we can't do that just yet. It's in, you know, in the maybe like set, the one year plan. Yep, setting off the rockets right now. In regards to Anchor.com, what that is, that is a space that our listeners can go to support the sister project. So if you're interested in doing that, thank you for even having curiosity to do so. In our show notes, you will find the link to Anchor.com. There's three different options, 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. And any of those options is so appreciated by Michelle and I. Thank you so much, A, for tuning in. Do us a favor, please share us with your friends while we're on our two-week hiatus. We'll be thinking of you. And we got to not to mention, Michelle, what else will we be doing over the two-week hiatus is finalizing our guest list. It's killer. Good. We're going to give you guys one. We're going to spill the beans on one. A teaser. It's kind of like our biggest one. So it's kind of a lot of pressure. I like this. But it's confirmed and we're good to go. We have a written email. So she can't break up with us. We'll hold it up in like an Instagram photo. Yes. She has to come on. Okay. You guys. Remember that th- that thorn that we told you about the thriller porn Verity? Mm. Yeah, well, the author, <laughs> just the author of Verity, Colleen Hoover is going to join she's us. She's coming on our show. Oh my god! If you guys have questions for Colleen, we'll read a couple listener questions. Send them on. And if you don't know what we're talking about and you need a book to read, pick up a copy of Verity. Okay, so we've got so much to tend to. Thank you so much for joining us this whole season. Michelle and I can't wait to get a little. R&R, but we will be working our tits off anyway, so it does not matter. Thank you again to all of our Anchor supporters, not just Audrey K, but each and every one of you that support us. All right, you guys, buckle up for this one. It's a doozy. All right, let's talk fall fashion. (laughs) But not the kind of fall fashion. Not at all what you think we're talking about. This is like the SNL skit where they're like hey i'm you know they give someone good news and she's like did you know that one in four people oh the debbie downer yeah get struck by lightning while on a cruise and they're like wow feline aids is the leading killer in cats (laughs) comes great nuggets conversations everybody's like kill me now (laughs) and her face every time rachel drash yes wow well wow that went into my rachel drash yeah i I had to go to my file cabinet three cheers for your reserve (laughs) meditation (laughs) mindfulness couple freakouts okay so we are coming to you on today's episode with the intention to talk about fall fashion Mm -hmm. that was the intention we put forth some preliminary research and then surprise surprise i found myself on getpocket.com again and came across an insane article much more conscious, conscious, con, <laughs> conscious, con, conscious conversation. <laughs> Please don't edit that. <laughs> it's good laughs. We need the laughs as many as yes, we can take because yes, this is yes. kind of depressing. But it's one of those things where it's like, if we don't, if we read this and see it and don't pass it on, I don't think we're doing the article justice. And plus, we're wondering where our clothes are going and how that's all going down. So we we want to share the qu- answers to the questions everybody has. Right, because people clean out their closets, yep. come fall or seasonal shifts, and then it's like, donate. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give you guys a story and we want you to reconsider how you shop, where you donate, and maybe our consumption. Mm-hmm. All right, that's mm-hmm. I just want to throw that out there. I think that's good. The title of this article, which comes by ABC Investigative Report, is called Dead White Man's Clothes. 
and it's a it's, fun. It's, I mean, <laughs> wah, wah. Wah. but wait, you're, I'm going to blow your mind. And maybe people tuning in know this already, mm-hmm. but we'll find out. The gist of the situation is that our country, the UK, Australia, those are the main culprits. There they're, 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 I think those are the main culprits. Yep. Maybe Canada's looped in there. Basically, you know, like those bins that we have, those massive collection agencies and places where you can go and just drop a shit ton of your clothes off. And then really, where does it go? I mean, there's literally bins all over the city. And I know they're in the suburbs, too. Yeah. And you just shove there's clothes in there. There's not enough space. Then Some what? of it's total crap that isn't going to go to be resold. So... I think we can assume that a lot of it ends up in one place. A lot of our clothes end up used, discarded, donated clothes end up about 5,765 miles away from Chicago in Ghana, Africa. Mm. Now I've heard of Ghana, right? Same. I can kind of figure it out. I know where it's, it's on like the west coast of Africa. I don't know that much about it though. So it's a hell of a long way away and we're, I'm giving you this portion of information because it puts into perspective how far mm-hmm. our shit, our trash travels yeah. to become another person's trash and bigger problem. So the dirty secret here, you guys, is, are you ready for this? When it comes to fashion, fast-paced trends, a.k.a. fast fashion and donating clothes, usually end up in landfills in Ghana. With that being said, I'm going to give you guys some numbers because it's like one of the, and I'm a fast, fast, and I'm guilty as fucking charged. Yep. I sometimes buy fast fashion and then I donate when yeah. I'm done with. Same. So like the, I guess like the dirty secret here is that fashion, when it comes to fashion, fast paced trends, fast fashion, and all of our donated clothes. Yeah probably end up in a landfill in Ghana. Okay, can you explain something to me? I will try. So this fast-paced fashion, these trends. Okay. What what, what exactly is that? I'm assuming it's like, you know, Forever 21, eight, okay, I'm going eight. there used to be like two to four seasons for clothing stores. And now for some of them, there's 40 seasons. Oh, come on. Like almost every week is a season? Kind of. That's insane. Late summer, early fall, mid fall. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like things like that. I mean, if you step into one of those stores, I feel like I work near an H&M and I peruse it. There's turnover quickly. Sure. And not only is there turnover... See, we as humans are so needy that we need something in every color. Yeah. But I'm the kind of person that it's true. If I find like a tank top like the one I'm wearing, Target, $7, I bought it in every color. But then those become the disposable clothes because they're of like lower quality. Yeah, they're of lower quality, but I will wear the shit out of these things, right? But it's like, what do I do with it when I'm done? I usually, after three years, this won't be Mm. with me forever. No. But I have... There are things that we're, you know, we think about. Like I have certain camisoles, certain pairs of certain dresses that I've yes. had for years. Shoes, blazers, right. like those pieces. I think after explaining this article, maybe we're hoping Inspiring that more people will buy this. This, those staples. So in the Ghanaian capital of Accra or Accra, on the banks of the Coral Lagoon, that is spelled K-O-R-L-E, sits a 65 foot tall summit yeah it's of a, garbage it's a mountain it's a mountain a it's a mountain. summit it's a mountain of our clothes which has which is an estimated 60 percent of clothes so it's not just like rubbish and crap and plastic it's literally clothing that we and other westerners have sent 
over yonder. Cows are at the top of it. Now cows like hang out. That was quite a sight. (laughs) It's fucked up. I was like, wow, look at, we've made man-made dirt mountains that cows climb up now. I think that that image bothered me the most because I'm like, how nice these people in this country are digging through clothes that we send and it's like we just send our garbage and make it somebody else's problem we're going to talk about that a gentleman who built a business because back in the day before fast fashion became what it has become back in the day people these Ghanaians and african businessmen and women would take our bins and take our massive amounts of donated clothing because we would we sell it to them. Mm-hmm. So our donated clothing, if you really look at people are making a profit mm-hmm. off of our mm-hmm. our discards of clothing. So it becomes a business. It doesn't become a charity. Where's what's happening? Sorry, there's so much. We're basically us, the UK and Australia sell massive amounts of clothes, containers, containers, like giant like, yeah, shipping containers to this to Ghana to the businessmen and women there. And then what those people do is they go through every slate of freaking packed down and it's labeled. It'll say like women's light jackets, men's winter coats. So they know what they're getting, but they do not know what they're really getting. Like what the quality is if they actually have something viable that they can sell. Exactly. Until they open it. And now these days they're finding that the majority of what they're opening is garbage. Kaka. Kaka. So <laughs> it, it is. goes it all ends up going into this onto this ever growing mountain of garbage. Yes. And that is where our huge charity bins of donated clothing are sitting. end up. Mm-hmm. And then they're falling down into the water. Into the water, which is a whole disaster extra problem. Yeah. So on average, I'm going to throw out some stats so we can all wrap our heads around this hot mess that we've created. On average, 15 million used items of clothing arrive weekly in Ghana's massive clothing market. Now, once you go and check out, it's insane. Check out the article because you're going to see how packed, somewhat dangerous these markets become. Because now what's happened is that... It's like desperation has ensued. When a businessman or woman receives this this gigantic shipment of clothing he or she then sells it to the market the people the vendors that go to these clothing markets so when those people come to see what kind of clothes have arrived they're like it gets a little violent because they're they're trying they're they're fighting for this good trying to get good quality things right so it's like okay our donated clothes aren't helping people necessarily put clothes on their back here okay say we were giving them to the needy Mm -hmm. but we are we doing this we are creating jobs for these people but we're fucking up our, our environment, our environment. like catastrophic right problems so to go more into the numbers for a moment about 40 percent of what arrives is deemed unusable or spoiled okay 40 percent, almost half almost half since 2000 global production of clothing has doubled oh my god we're buying 60 percent more clothing now than we did 15 years ago but the problem with that is that we're only keeping them half as long yeah so everything's real disposable. Yes, just taking it, wearing it a couple of times, and then moving on to the next trend. Exactly. Thing. A major survey out of the UK about six years ago found that one in three women deemed a garment old if they wore it two times. Okay, lastly, according to the World Economic Forum, 85% of all textiles go to a dump every year. 85%. That's really, really upsetting. It is because we're doing it. We have to stop buying Well, crap. this is why we're sharing this article mm-hmm. so people can realize that we can make an impact, a small impact. Literally, if say all the listeners that listen to this podcast 
took made an effort to not buy fast fashion or discard their clothes just so easily and maybe instead of buying 500 shitty shirts bought one badass blazer and kept rewearing that motherfucker i completely that's making a difference i i am so aligned with this approach i just i'm so fearful for the future because in a world where social media is always showing mm. the next shiny new thing no it's like it's what sparkles, like you're fighting gimme, gimme. against this epic epic battle it's really really hard but let me put this into quotes and maybe this will help penetrate I feel like i'm the debbie downer now listen the fast fashion industry is creating a global environmental catastrophe so there's a gentleman, he's an importer by the name of Emmanuel Ajab, and he imports these used items and sells them to distributors. As we were mentioning yeah. earlier, kind of there's this, you know, chain of business that goes on. Again, shitty for the environment, but it's giving these people some work, work even though it's really not even paying off that much anymore. So Emmanuel shared some insight. You mentioned earlier, like about like giving garbage away. Literally, the people there now acknowledge. I mean, they acknowledge they feel it. it. Well, they know it. They're like they're. We are giving. We are buying garbage from these other countries. We're literally buying torn bullshit. We're not getting like decent donated clothing items anymore. And then they get to stare at the mountain as a symbol of how they feel on the receiving garbage. End of being tossed garbage. This is what he's terrible. This is what he said. He said, quote, in oh, it was Europe. <laughs> Remember when we couldn't yeah, think of the, the big one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought you said it. <laughs> no. Or he said, in Europe, the UK and Australia, and of course America, they think in Africa here, sorry to say, we are not like human beings. Even if somebody knocked on your door and begged you, it'd be as if asking them to go pick out something out of your dustbin. Mm-hmm. Out of your trash. In this case, you were they're doing this to us. And then you've got this problem, making people feel like garbage. Like literally garbage. I don't see how you could feel any other way, to be quite honest. Well, yeah, you're kind of, you know that saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure, but this is but just, trash, this is just trash. trash. It's like double trash. Mm-hmm. So these problems have only accelerated. They should change the name of the article to white trash. <laughs> Honestly, actually, I have how they say dead man's white clothes. So this is a term they use in Ghana. Like, that's something they kind of say. And I'm going to butcher this, but as we've learned the past couple episodes, I like taking a gamble. Obroni Wawu. Sounds like an Italian meets an African. Oh, Obroni Wawu. (laughs) (laughs) Obroni Wawu means dead white man's clothes dead. so this is a term that's, they use in their markets and industry being like oh cool we impact. got some more dead that's white man's the clothes impact. that's the footprint we're leaving i said that there's 40 seasons earlier i made a mistake it was in the 50s 52 micro yeah, seasons it's literally a f- season a week it l- pretty much that's it how many seasons are in a year i don't know i that's i hate those kind of pop quizzes i, I think would not there's 53 at- weeks in a year or 52. It's close. That's insane. It is insane, especially when you come to think of it that like waste is part of the fashion business plan. We, like they know they're going to be discarding clothes and that people are going to buy them at rapid pace and also so they know that there's going to be yes. surplus and garbage. We should take those sectors of those businesses that are putting all of their time, money and energy into designing new styles each season and take those folks and put them into the operation reduce less waste. Yes. Could you imagine what would happen if we started reallocating our funds and ideas and ways to change? Right. It would 
It no, would, because it's... Cause, because all people care about is money, money. And it's going to ruin everything. It really is. And like you mentioned, Michelle, to top it off, the summit of clothing, well, it falls into the ocean. Yeah. It also catches fire. Great. Textiles, it's emitting gases when yeah. they burn the oh, shit it's that so it's dangerous. made of. It's awesome. Exactly. So it's a big old layered problem. Pile of poo. We share this as we know because we want to take into consideration when you're doing your fall fashion shopping, maybe I'm going to make a more... You actually what's inspired gonna be, me. What's going to be your investment piece? Probably a really, really piece. nice white shirt. And I think it was by Frame that Melissa Chatain shared mm-hmm, with us. Mm-hmm. And I will wear the shit out of that. Absolutely. And you can accessorize and change it up four billion ways. Probably a good pair of black pants. Like some, maybe like a jean, nice, a nice, nice but maybe from nice, Madewell. I'm nice. digging the love Madewell, love them. Um, and a couple other staples. Maybe I will invest in some sort of staple shoe. I have, a, you know, some ideas. I've been but nothing eyeing. really. I mean, I really honestly, I don't need anything. You know what? I, you know what? I take it back. Probably two beautiful freaking sweaters that I will have for Forever. years or hopefully mm-hmm, ever. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. where my mind is set. What about I you? I need to just invest more in a couple of the, I, I would like a nice, like a loafer, like a nice. Ooh, would you do like a good old fashioned penny loafer? I would. And I kind of am, I was just with Mia and I was looking in the fancy section Dude, just right for like uh, the Gucci loafer is so Michelle. beautiful. And you will have those four for, to the day you will, I'll bury, I'll make sure that they're buried. in your coffin. They'll be the only nice pair of <laughs> shoes that I don't know. And, but like also just a great shoe that's versatile that I think you can wear with everything. And then also Right at this point, I need a nice bag, like a grown-up, not a purse. What do you mean? What do you not, mean bag? You mean like a nice tote? Like a nice tote, like a nice. Do you want to go like quality bag that will stand the test of time? See, like okay, our Nicole has a beautiful Louis Vuitton, like big one, like and a tote. But I'm not a big like branding, if you will. Like I'm I don't not either. I would prefer like a badass black one and I don't know who it would be by maybe Louis Vuitton has a beautiful black I've one I've got my Madewell has some great I have bags I have a good I have a great brown tote from them and, and that, I those love are it. my speed bag yeah. wise I feel mm-hmm. like so I don't know but those are going to be my focus like my goal of course one day is I will one day buy myself a quilted Chanel purse oh. the sound of that chain mm. is just mm. and that's not going to end up in a la- landfill that is going to be passed down yes you pass that down to people Yes, that's Forever. like an heirloom. Exactly. That's a piece. That's I mean, a piece. Listen, June Chanel was fought over. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And I didn't get it along with everything else. That's fine. <laughs> Did everything, got nothing. It's okay. So I'm fine. Sad. I'm fine with it. It's good. Oh my God. I, yeah, I gave you a couple pieces of crystal that I had left over. You did. After, I did. Yeah, you felt bad. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. Everybody did. Well, so to conclude before. <laughs> To conclude, before moving forward, you know, when it comes to shopping, also maybe consider vintage as well, Mm. you know, one of a kind pieces, you know, but the truth of the matter is through fashion and through consumerism, we can make a difference. And that's kind of what's cool. We have the power to, when we're, when we walk through Forever 21, not really there, but H&M, think of Ghana. Yes. Think of that fucking pile of crap that we're creating and don't be part of it. You already pushed for people to read this article, but really I encourage you to look at it because it does give you lots of information, kind of opens your eyes, but also the visual of seeing what it really looks like is eye opening. That will leave a mark. Oh yeah, that's when you're like, holy shit. That'll leave a mark. Now, we're going to segue quickly into something that's way more uplifting it's so 
aligned with what we're mm-hmm. talking about because we like to leave on a positive note. Mm-hmm. We give you the sad stuff and then we end high. Japanese minimalism. Wouldn't you know it that I see that one article about Ghana and, then this and the clothes up. mountain and then Japanese minimalism. Yeah. Well, what really popped up, what really got me intrigued was, is Japanese minimalism the new huga? Yes. The and new huga, and I'm like, bring it to me. Anything cultural that is making your life better, Easier. I want to hear about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, what is Japanese minimalism? It is so synonymous to a degree to huga, like this cozy lifestyle and the ambiance you set in yeah. your house and how you embrace the material items that you bring into your home. But it has such a different feel and spin to it. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I loved it. I loved this description. It was like a little less sheepskin rugs mm. and powder coated side tables and a little more wood paneled mm. walls and nagushi lanterns. Nagushi lanterns. Those are like those paper-esque round sphere lanterns. It looks like a moon, like a freaking full moon. Super cute. So the other thing about Japanese minimalism is that there's a passion for organizing. Mm-hmm. And this like simplicity, the simplistic minimalism, if you will. Yeah, that's that comes from what the Marie Kondo gal. Does probably, she I mean, she probably has a little mm-hmm. bit of a vibe there. Mm-hmm. So there are different things that make um, this Japanese minimalism lifestyle a little different than our Danish friend Huga. So let's go over. As Michelle, you already mentioned one. It embraces the warm versus the cool colors mm. where as you mentioned Scandinavians like crisp and white like you're scared to have a glass of wine yes. there <laughs> where in this new vibe you want to cozy up with a glass mm. of wine a pretty stark contrast between the two but it's like obvious but not is that both lifestyles have like their own store like for Danish Huga Scandinavian vibe we've got Ikea. Ikea and then I've never heard of this store before but it's a Japanese clothing and furniture store called Muji and they have things of the sort that you would imagine that like Ikea has but has their own vibe and lastly when it comes to living this like Japanese minimalist minimalism lifestyle it says to adopt the wabi-sabi philosophy instead of Huga so wabi-sabi means the acceptance of transience and imperfections as a beautiful attribute and not a flaw. We're wabi-sabi. Mm-hmm. Everyone's wabi-sabi. Mm-hmm. There's, we're all imperfect. We have imperfections that make us who we are as beautiful people, mm-hmm. inside out. Mm-hmm. As such, Japanese minimalists love materials that will patina over time, oxidized copper, aged wood, clay, and linen. It's a subtle difference, but one that focuses on a home's rough materials as opposed to a small, as opposed to smaller, cozy accent. My belly hurts from laughing. You guys, we just stopped recording for like five minutes. Because I have to get a lobotomy. I'll be back after it's healed. Help me. Help me. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god! I'll be back after help it's me. healed. Help me, help me. I think that I well, I walk around my house on a daily basis, getting more and more upset over the incredible amount of waste mm. just my family produces. It's a lot. Every Ziploc bag I use, 
every package that I buy from the but store. But dude, Michelle, reuse your Ziploc bags. I do. Yeah, wash it. Mom used to wash them out and hang them upside down. I do. I save that, them. That's they, a good they, little step you're making. I know, and I do, there are steps, and I do... But I feel so fearful for our kids' generation. Yeah. And I feel like I need to be better at raising conscious kids by talking more mm. and showing them more and like explaining to them the situation. But then that's also so scary. But they need no, to know. No, but I know. think that they need to know. Listen, when we were little, our Aunt Loche was giving me like how to save the planet books when we were young. And those mm-hmm. books had an impact on me. I would sit in my room alone on a stool yeah. and give how to save the whale speeches to nobody. That's so sweet, Lauren. You have literally been the same person <laughs> since you popped out of the womb. See, I mean, mom w- gave a shit about like littering and she was she was earth conscious. She and was. She, re- she recycled and she did all of those things. Those are just my deep thoughts. You, you know, you walk around in a circle and you look at the mayhem you're leaving in your path and you just, I get it. We have to all start somewhere and this conversation is a great one to have. True. And that's a really good observation. At least you're fucking aware of it Mm -hmm. and you're not accumulating more. And I mean, you're not like hoarding in your home, you know? So that's, I mean, at least you're acknowledging that. Also what I've been noticing, and it's hard to do sometimes because I know it's convenient, but buying lettuce in those motherfucking plastic. Lettuce bags. Just just go to the aisle that has the lettuce that's by themselves, grab it. Maybe get one of those funny little netted fruit bags. Like those or things, if we all did like that. me. I don't, yes, exactly. Like that, those are little things, little impacts that if people as a community can start doing, mm-hmm. it it can make a difference. You know, there's some- Any chance I get where they're going to put my one container in another container that's going to destroy right? the earth, I say- no, no, thank you. No, thank Give you. Give me my receipt so I don't get pulled, chased down at the door. Listen, there's so many different products out there too. Like we all have to brush our teeth, but there's certain toothbrushes that mm-hmm. are either made of wood or I have one that snaps. Mm-hmm. So I will always have my same handle and it's not a motorized one or electric. It's just a big ass handle. Yeah. And then you snap the plant-based top on and off. That's nice. So every six months or however many months or three months, you put a new head on it. And then another option too, because you know, I stand in my shower and I look at all of my containers of pumps I know, of soap I f- that I have that and it's really upsetting. Off. And of course, obviously bar soap is an option, but I don't like to share bar soap with people. And Can't I you don't... just have your own? Like I have, don't you just have your own bar? I mean, we do, but I just like bars of soap and showers gross me out. Mm, I understand I, that. I'm being annoying. No, you're but not. You're I, not. That's, that's your truth. But if you wanted to make that effort, you could. Mm-hmm. Bars yeah. of there are some beautiful bars. There's a, st- a shop called I think it's Cellar Door uh, Soap Supply. They have freaking gorgeous soaps. We just need to start getting like giant containers of lye and making our own. Soap. Listen, you're right. that's the direction. Honestly, we need to be. I heading know. In, uh, we, is like living off of our own land. The plastic and getting back pro- to the, the basics. plastic's a problem, man. It's a problem. I mean, it's in every. I mean, How it's is it allowed? I don't know. It's really. I don't know. I think there's just there's money. I'm sure that if we did a little report investigating, we would find that someone's making money on our trash there too, and it's just turning into some other person's landfill somewhere. So let's be. I mean, there is. I'm assuming. But one last thing I wanted to say before I leave you, and this has helped me because, you know, I'm in a transition with a lot of different things. So is Anthony, you know, professional. We got a yes. lot going on. And I always, I, sometimes I want more. 
I want more and decor. you have guilt for it do you have guilt no for it? no I don't have guilt for it I just want it I just don't I don't have guilt and I can't I'm not in a position right now to wisely be buying things that I just want mm, do you know what I mean I do so I'm reading this book called 100 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Weiss. I encourage everyone to have a copy in their Is home. Is it changing the way you think? Well, I walk in my house now and you know that one room, my front room I hate? I don't yes. hate it anymore. I look at it, I'm like, I have fucking two chairs, a beautiful coffee table. Yeah, some of the furniture I've had for years and I, I'm over it, but... It's actually pretty and I am lucky. You know, I'm trying to, and I'm looking like that. That's an outstanding shift in perspective. It's really sometimes, well, it's made it easier once you shift there. The shifting, the process could take a minute. But the other part of this is that, you know, we have so many material items and there's this ridiculous thing about being attached to things, material items. And it's also in this book talking about like, Think about it. You're attached to an object yeah. that can't give you reciprocal emotions or some sort of human capacity, but you're attached to it. And as humans, of course, we're, we are this way because we use material items, but there is it. But are you an opportunity to like chill out and have less attachment, thus right, maybe not needing, have so much need to yes, have to, things to want that and don't need matter. Things. Exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. Do you see where I'm coming from? I do. From? That's lovely. This book is insane. Lovely. That's also some Buddhism stuff. I think I've read about the whole material, um, like can, like the obsession, the connection to it. All right, everyone. Well, we hope you enjoyed that little roller coaster of an episode. We started low, then we ended high. And then we tied it in a little ball. And remember, we're all a little wabi-sabi. Mm-hmm. And works in progress. Works in progress. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, don't hate on Huga. Stay cozy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at The Sister Project and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy.